Lagers, Pilsners, India Pale Ales, Double IPAs, Doppelbox, Belgian Goldens. That's right, it's all here on another round of Brews Day Tuesday. Here's Drez and Big Nate. Boom! Brews Day Tuesday. With yours truly, Drez and Big Nate, our night jock for the day. You and yeah, uh, that's a new one. You and JT did some switcheroos. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he does at night. Well, I guess you're gonna find gonna out. Turn the lights out, light some candles. It's gonna be a, a oh. classic. Uh, what was it? it was Doctor Drew back in the day? I don't know. I was thinking about it though. I was like, <laughs> it, it almost makes more sense because then it's like when it, I'm if I was on, and then we do the segment, and then it's like a, it's like a. Handing of the I baton. Don't have to, I mean, I, I you didn't have to stick have around to a little around, later, like but, yeah. later. But so yeah, I guess you. I guess today you, it will be a shorter day for you, won't it? It it will in fact be a shorter day. And I would say it meant you got to sleep in, but not really. I guess <laughs> there was there was no sleep. So zero sleep. Yeah. And uh, toddlers, man, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. When they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope, hope the little one's feeling a little bit better. But yes, it is Brews Day Tuesday. Me and Big Nate are in here drinking some beers from Atrium Brewing Company out of Louisville as I was just up there for Louder Than Life this past weekend and made the four-mile trek over from the festival site over to Atrium to get some beers. And I'm very excited for this round because these ones are the ones I've been looking forward to trying the most. I just popped Charlie Was Here, which is a nippa. A New England IPA, 7%, and by all accounts, should be pretty delicious from what I've seen on Untapped. You know, when I go to choose the beers, I like to utilize them. And if I remember correctly, both of these beers were well over a four. So, to me, that's a that's a good sign. In fact, I think yours was about a 4.2. Okay. If all I'm right. not mistaken. High, high applause. Uh my accolades. We'll, we'll we'll see. I've got the Atrium Brewing Three Nights Only TNE IPA, which I don't know what TNE is for, but I Th- know three nights. Three three nights. I I've got, but what's the E for? Three night English. It, IPA? I guess they're trying because it's New England IPA, right? But then they've got like a picture of what looks like a heavy metal band on the side of the out of the uh, can. Three nights only TNE oh. IPA. Live at Atrium Brewery. Triple New England IPA. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. So that that's not a real band. So basically, what I I've figured. never seen it written out that way before, but that makes sense. That that means that that's pretty much my favorite time This looks beer. like the uh, uh, Spinal Tap Smell the Glove album cover, which kind of makes you ask, uh, how much more black could it be? And the answer is none. Yeah. I liked... I like that can, and that's why. Because no, usually, beautiful. I would usually I would go with the higher ABV beer or the beer I'm most excited yeah. to try. But I know you're such a can whore. I wanted to get it to you. That one a, even matches my shirt. It works pretty good. No, it's very metal. Eleven percent, and uh, it actually has. <laughs> holy hell! I didn't see this before. I might not have either. Oh yeah, mosaic, mosaic Lupamax. Keep cold, drink fresh. So. uh well, a little Randy Savage there, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, that should be a delicious The smell beer. also immediately hits you. I, th- I thought the same thing. The can, I, I, I thought the same thing when I... Actually, I don't know if it was upon the pour of the pop either, but same deal. The nose 
for this Charlie was here is quite exemplary. Exem exemplary. Exemplary. I don't say that word because I can't pronounce it much like I guess crayon? I should be done with it too. The they coloring were, utensil? That that was debated early crayon? on rover. Crayon. Crayon. I always said crown. That's that's one of those when I was a kid, but then it's like crayon. I that just doesn't don't sound color right anymore. Me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no, I don't know. So I was at a rock festival. Did you see any bands? I saw a couple. Met a couple. That was that was one of the things that was nice. It's it definitely feels like COVID's done and, you know, kind of behind the scenes, the media area for Louder Than Life is at a much better location than at Sonic Temple. I actually moved it this past year. So unfortunately, there's not really a way for band members to get to the media area because it's like so far away from the stage area that they can't go because they would just be bombarded. So I didn't really get a lot of artist interviews at Sonic Temple. Not the case at Louder Than Life, man. I got to interview... Uh, Sam from Asking Alexandria, talked to Folly from um, Bad Omens, talked to... Virginia's own. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> except he was, he's the Swedish he's member. Yeah, yeah so of course I was like, oh, it figures that the one non-Virginian is <laughs> the one that I get to interview. But So that was kind of funny. But yeah, man, I mean, the fact that I got to talk with the Who... Which, I mean, the interview was interesting. I've never interviewed with an interpreter before, so that was kind of fun and a little different. But he knew more English than I thought he would. And then later, I saw the whole band hanging out and got to cheers with him and talk with talk with all of them, really. Well, somewhat talk with them, I guess. So I, I've watched them in interviews before, and I do think they know. Like, that's been a running suspicion of mine is that maybe it's just there is a crutch. Well, it's... It was one of those things where they, he could understand me very well. I don't know if you heard the interview or whatever, but so he could understand me quite well. And so I would ask a question and he would start to answer it. And then the interpreter would yep. sort of do that. And he couldn't really answer it in English very well. So it's easier for him to. So he can understand it. Can't for, speak it as for the most like. part. Yeah, that's that was what it was. And so, I, I mean, it went pretty well. There was a couple times where actually the interpreter like sort of maybe forgot what he said. He was trying to tell me his response and then kind of got lost and was like, wait, what? Like, and then, but it was still all around pretty awesome. He gave me a guitar pick since he was the, he's the, not guitarist. I can't remember what they call it. It's like a special Mongolian guitar thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they play any like traditional Western instruments. No, not at all. They're all it was like, it was awesome seeing them live. Yeah, I mean, they were. That might have been the highlight, one of the highlights for sure, band wise. I mean, and it was so funny because I was wondering if they would have somebody doing like because you know they have guest vocals. Yeah, Jacoby's on. You know, William Duvall. You know, there's there's these different guests surge and stuff, but they were just doing the Mongol stuff. So as they're playing, you know, Uve Uve U or Black Thunder, in my mind, I'm hearing and singing sort of like yeah. the, the words that I know. And then I need, that would be a great point for crowd participation. The crowd If you could get them all it, on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing, my biggest takeaway from your weekend was that you and uh, the BB got to cross something off my bucket list. Thanks, guys. What was that? You guys met Johannes from Avatar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. So that was funny. I still haven't seen them in person. 
Really? No. It, it, I Not was even... supposed to go see them back in like March, but my car died. So you know what's sort of almost embarrassing about that was, yeah, we got to see them back in the media area when they were getting their... It was funny. I did that whole interview with Roadhounds, and I posted the video of me getting, I guess, digitized into their virtual world or whatever. So I look over, and I'm like, is that Avatar getting their avatars made? <laughs> and sure enough, it was. But So yeah, we actually got to meet them and chat with them a little bit, but we missed their set. We didn't even oh, see no. them. I mean, we've seen them live. I've seen them live multiple times. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't remember what it was. I'd have to look at the schedule again, but it didn't happen. They're one of those, uh, my early days, uh, music director at WVRU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the earlier records I got sent was Avatar's Black Waltz, I believe. So I've kind of just been following them ever since. And, and, and damn, they put on a good show. Dude, not only that, but I mean, they've put out a lot of good stuff since then. I mean, The Dirt I'm Buried In, the new one, that might be, I mean, that seriously might be my favorite song of theirs. It's just, they just keep getting better. It's fantastic. My morning alarm is a secret door, which has Corey Taylor whistling on it, and I'm shocked that one didn't get more attention. I was. You got Corey Taylor. How can you go wrong? Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. You know, BB spotted them. She actually spotted them. She messaged me. She was like, "I think Avatar just came in." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely Avatar." And she was spotted by what's his name, Crooksix. We posted it. This dude saw her kilt. The wrestlers. Yeah, the wrestler. Saw her kilt and was like, you better be Scottish wearing that or whatever. And she's like, I'm from Aberdeen. And so then he just got super excited and like picked her up. And so, and I'm over there interviewing Hexla. That's my wife, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm interviewing a band and I just see out of the corner of my eye, my wife get lifted in the air. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm like wrapping up the interview and I get over there. I'm like, what is the deal? And then I quickly noticed that it's this dude who's wearing a kilt and has got the thickest, you know, typical Scottish accent. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're just, they're Scots bonding at this point. And this dude was so cool. We need to watch it. I guess it's a new Netflix documentary series called Wrestlers. Yep. And they're based out of Louisville. So it was him and I think it's Freya was one of them. Mm-hmm. And they were hanging out. And then we just, I mean, we hit it off. We were hanging out with them later in the night. They were inviting us to go out drinking with them because once the festival was over, saying we can come and crash at their house and everything. Like, so we'll have to go back to Louisville and watch one of their you know, shows. They've got to and- come for a bottle share. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love a bottle share. But, dude, he was such a care. I don't know if you know this. If you meet Scottish people, they're all just hilarious. I mean, this guy was just the personality of the yin-yang. I mean, it's it's insane. But he was just such a character and a lot of fun. So now we have to watch Wrestlers on Netflix, which I've heard really good things, too. It was so funny. We went went to Bill's booth to say uh, goodnight to Bill and say bye to Bill. And when we're at Bill's booth... One of Bill's helper guys that like Dean, you know, that helps him kind of yeah. sell the art. He looks over and he's just like, he's like, wait a minute. I know them. He's like, oh yeah, I'm Fred. He's like, yeah, you are. We just watched your show. And then there was another guy that had just watched the show. So it's like, they're, they're up and coming. They're going to be big probably because apparently the show is really good and, and they're, they're really down to earth, cool people. So I'm hoping they stay that way. Speaking of Bill's booth, is uh, what's what's he working on right now? Did you get the skinny on that? Art wise, yeah, he's still doing the the Life Force series. 
Yeah, did you not listen to the interview with Bill? Uh, I might have been listening. <laughs> you might have missed that. That was the last one, I think, of the of the whole thing. But yeah, he's doing the new Life Force series. I actually have a lot of his stuff I need to bring in. He gave me basically all of his extra stickers. So nice. I, could, I could almost probably finish off this door in the Bear Studio. And it could be... We're running out of doors, gorgeous. Man. Well, maybe... You know what? Honestly, we are out of doors. His stuff is so high quality. I could probably try and find a better yeah. way to display it somehow. Maybe... Maybe on the console <laughs> or on the on the de- on the countertop so or actually just straight in the center of the monitor. He yeah. does do great work. Yeah, and it I'm is. I'm always yeah fascinated. They there there are some that just like it, it seems like he really captures the motif he's going for every time, and and I I I honestly don't understand. Like, do you know why he just decided like, hey, one day I'm going to paint? Well. Well, the story goes, and I don't want to put you know words in his mouth or whatever. It's been a while since I remembered him telling the story, but I think he was in a pretty, I guess I think he might have been in a bit of a dark place, and somehow he just sort of he found solace. I I know the first painting he did was was uh, the redheaded stranger Willie Nelson. So I don't know if he was just listening to some Willie and stuff and just decided to pick up a paintbrush and do it. And then I guess he, you know, got mad and frustrated or whatever, or, you know, like I said, he was in a dark place. And then he was just so pissed off and frustrated with the wa- with the art that he had a cup of water that he was using to, you know, dip the, change the paintbrushes before. And he just splashed it on it because he wanted to ruin the painting. But instead of ruining it, it just gave it this cool effect and it made it like awesome. And that's what started his whole, I guess, career in painting. Genuinely dig what he's doing. One of so, my uh, prized possessions, uh, gifted from you to me, was the uh, Dimebag Daryl flask. Oh, I still have mine too. I was using that this weekend, obviously with Pantera plan. I pull it out and immediately Bill's like, "Oh man, that's one of the old school flasks." Because he's uh, he's changed it, I think, two or three times. Now his flasks are like matte black with the new Life Force, Ooh. and they're oh, they look good. They look really good. By the way. We're talking about William K. Stidham. If you're watching on the Facebook or the YouTube, that's his painting of me right over uh, over Nate's shoulder. So that's what that's the kind of awesome artwork he does. But really, you can also check out our Facebook and and Instagram and all that because I did take some photos yeah, of his new Life Force stuff, pictures. and it's and it's all up there. And you can and he's tagged, so you can check it out. He does free shipping on uh, on artwork purchases. So if you want to buy some stuff online, uh, I need to do that because. He does shirts too. And the thing is, is, you know, I like to buy stuff at his, at the booth, but yeah. all the shirts are made to order. So I always like, oh, you know, and then I don't think about it and then you don't go back. So I, there's definitely, I definitely want to get his Beastie Boys Life Force looks really good on a t shirt because DJ Dave always wears that. I'm like, man, I, yeah. I do need that shirt. So I, need to, I might need a place to order with Bill soon. And then we might go pick it up ourselves because he invited us to his house down in Mexico. So, been meaning to go visit him. Maybe we'll do that next year. We'll see. Good old Bill. That's one of my favorite things about going to festivals is you meet cool people like that. Yeah. That's how I met him back in 2008, my first Bonnaroo, and been bumping into him at festivals ever since, dude. He's he's so awesome. <laughs> how about the beer? Beer's good. You know what? You know what's funny? So over the whole four days at Louder Than Life, how many beers... Do you think I drank 
Because, you know, I, I have the untapped app, so I can keep track. If you had to guess, how many beers did I drink? In, I'll even, I'll say in the festival. See, I, I'm having to weigh what I know about you. And what was the cost of, you know, a pint of beer? Pint, well, they weren't necessarily doing pints. They Were had, they doing 25 ounce? They were doing the deuce deuces. The deuce deuces of the space dust was the main go-to. They had, you know, you had they had your usuals, bud, bud, bud heavy, bud light, ultra. There was a uh, a craft beer kind of section. It was it's all stuff that's like, you know, if it was if it was local or stuff I hadn't had before, you know, I would have been all over it. But you were there four days. Four days. Mm, we'll go with the case 24 the correct answer is a goose egg oh man I, I didn't drink one beer at the festival i was drinking i'm in louisville man i'm drinking all bourbon okay i was just drinking bourbon all weekend that was a damn trick question it was a it was a bit of a trick i laid, i did set you I up there should have known but I, I would have thought you got that out of your system at bourbon and beyond Nah, man they had a whole bourbon tent it's still louisville man it's That's still true. yeah right. so I'll, I'll, I'll forgive your trick question yeah it's still still feel like i was baiting <laughs> a little bit a little bit but it was it was still man it was a really good time the bands were great the lineup's great danny wimmer presents is certainly who you want to probably have putting on your festivals. I, I, I can't tell you. It's worth a drive. They should. With the amount on. of money you're investing. Because, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I actually did run the financials last night and thought about how much money in gas and accommodations and booze and merch and food. And it's, it's not a cheap weekend to do that sort no. of thing. So you want to make sure that it's going to be a good time and it's going to be done right. So highly recommend it. Well, I mean, I'm just going to hop on a soapbox here and say Danny Wimmer should move into Virginia. I hear there may be a vacancy coming soon. I don't know. For uh, rock festivals in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the old days of OzFest touring the country? Because I do. That was my first concert. I wish, I wish. I never went to an OzFest. Never got to go. That was my very first concert. was OzFest 2006. Your first and, concert was an Ozfest. Yeah, jeez, kicked ass. And well, uh, no wonder you're a metalhead. Miss it. Yeah, that's your. If that's your introduction to live music, <laughs> talk about jumping in head first. Who played that year? Uh, Lacuna Coil was one of the headliners. Uh, I know Dragon Force was on the bill. Though the, my biggest thing was the second stage. There was Strapping Young Lad, Walls of Jericho, mm. Suicide Silence was on the bill and uh, kind of just hung out in this. And of course it was at, now it's called Jiffy Lube. Back in the day it was Nissan Pavilion. So we're in this gravel like parking lot. Yeah. Like everyone's just walking away bloody as hell. Oh yeah. Speaking of gravel. Yeah. That's, I I hadn't, I saw you in that rancid pit. Well, that was, that was what I was going to show you. This is, this was the end of the rancid pit. Uh, I definitely, uh, or sometime in the pit, I went down, really screwed up my knee, and you know why? It's because I was tr- I was taking that damn video for to post on the Bear Social. That's exactly why I went down and I scraped the scraped the hell out of my knee, ripped up my jeans, 
But now I have a nice little hole in the knee, which is what you. Yeah, need. those are and my those are my metal it. festival you didn't jeans. Buy it. You yeah. earned it. They came. They did not come that way. And yeah, now I got this nice huge scar on my kneecap, which is cool. So, yeah, Rancid was good. Rancid was awesome. Pantera, of course. The Who, the Foos. I'm trying to think of what other staples were there. Kitty was good. Really, it was awesome. I got to interview them, so that was really cool. So I've got to ask you with the Pantera. Mm-hmm. Mm. Phil, seeming okay? Yeah. Like vocally? Yeah. On point? He did good. Phil did good. That's uh Obviously, Zach crushed it. Everybody, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good. They did it right. And that was the other pick I got was a Zach Wilde pick. Nice. Down there. That's a good grab. I made my way to the front. It was not easy. I, I, Actually, I, it was. <laughs> when you know what you're doing, you can, you can do it. You just got to line up in the pit at the right point. I did. Oh, man. I got in the pit for Pantera. It was uh, short-lived because I, I went down for Pantera twice really quickly, and I, quick, and I was just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I guess I'm too old. And that was also day, <laughs> reach an age. day three or whatever, yeah. you know. And I may or may not have been hitting the bourbon extra hard in preparation for the show. So, yeah. Speaking of hitting it, I, I've hit this – Beer hard enough that I'm gone. I've been we've been blabbing, so I'm need to we need to wrap this up because you got a whole show you got to do. So let's go ahead and untap these beers. Charlie was here, Atrium Brewing Company, delicious, a New England IPA. Obviously, this is what they're known for is their hazies. So they're doing them right. There's no question about it, man. It is so good. It was it, those aromas right off the bat. It had that corn kind of citrusy, delicious aroma. I, I, you mentioned. Does it, do they say what hops and stuff on the side? You said mosaic on yours. I don't see that on here anywhere. But either way, it's delicious. I'm probably not going to give it a five simply because I'm pretty sure you're the one drinking the five. So this is a four seven five. But man, it is it's damn good beer. So three nights only is not enough. Uh, that's why absolutely. they do four nights of louder than that. absolutely this is a five uh it's delicious it's very smooth it's an easy drinker the abv kind of subtle yeah you would you think it's 11 no not at all no i tasting it I, I would guess probably at six and a half seven wow it, it's an easy drinker and uh probably why you would only last three nights it's a five atrium kicking ass Kicking ass and taking names, no doubt about it. Definitely. Uh, and, and when you're down there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good Louisville breweries. But Atrium was the one that stands out to me. For, but it really just depends on what you like. Because we also went by, and I think we went to it last time, and they were closed or something. But there's one called Monic. Because the whole area, it's like a German area. So... There's a lot. So if you're into more of the German traditional, the, the lagers and, and Marzins and stuff, I'm sure that they do it probably even better. That, like I said, that Atrium one, it was a collaboration with them. So it's really just, you know, you can find what your palate craves down there in Louisville. And, of course, if you're craving awesome metal, next year pre-sales are available, I'm quite certain. Louder than life, awesome stuff. We're going to take a quick break. And then it's going to be Just Tunes with, with Big, Big Nate. Nate right here on 105.3 The Bear. Luck. Stick around.